They're mostly yellowish. They have a red stripe down the side, some black spots, no cutthroat slash. The little ones will usually have par marks, which are big ovals down their side. Now, wait a minute. I was fishing with a guide and we caught a golden trout and it didn't look anything like that. And it looked like this. Yeah, this is something that needs to be addressed. This is what most people know to be a golden trout. It is not a golden trout. That is a mutant rainbow trout. Oh, it's albino then. Not exactly. It's what's called xanthic. That was Ben Sittig with a fish ID lesson to start your day. This one is going to be huge today on the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. If you want to support our local fly shop uh, and this podcast, head over to wetflyswing.com slash fly shop. Anything you purchase there will support uh, our local fly shop, this podcast, at one easy stop. And this comes at no extra charge to you. Uh, I want to thank you in advance if you've had a chance to purchase through our local fly shop. Uh, definitely thank you for that. Ben Siddig, the huge fly fisherman himself, is here to break down his popular YouTube channel. We find out about the 12 things you don't need for fly fishing, how huge is similar to the Colbert Report, and why he hates Tankara so much. Before we get started, let's hear from our sponsors. Sawyer offers a full line of modern and traditional products for oarsmen, canoeists, kayakers, and paddlers from all genres, providing unsurpassed function, performance, and beauty. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash Sawyer to grab your set today. That's Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R, to get started right now. TurtleBox is the loudest, truly portable, waterproof Bluetooth speaker available. We believe in respecting the peace and beauty while on the water, but listening to great tunes before or after can be amazing. Why not fire up this podcast or a little music after a big day on the water? Head over to wetflyswing.com slash turtlebox to get started today. Will, this one's for you, buddy, and for everyone else who's into a good laugh. So without further ado, here is Ben Sittig from hugeflyfisherman.com. How's it going, Ben? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, stoked to talk to you about fly fishing. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun one. I've uh, had a number of people in our you know listeners that have uh, mentioned. I remember Will way back. I'm, I'm not sure when you got started, but he mentioned you know you and I checked it, you out a while back. And uh, so you got some good stuff with huge fly fishermen. But um, you know before we get into all the huge fly fishermen, what you have there, uh, can you talk about how you know you first got into fly fishing? Uh, sure. Um, I basically from, uh, watching ESPN outdoors on Saturday mornings when I was a kid, um, you know, this is probably in the late eighties, early nineties. I remember watching, you know, tarpon fishing with Billy Pate, trout fishing with Doug Swisher, 3M scientific anglers show. Uh, that is what first sparked my interest in fly fishing. I, I fished a little bit like with my uh, you know, just typical bluegill stuff. And then I saw that on TV and I thought it looked cool. And then I was in a Kmart in Atlanta, Georgia when I was 13 and I begged my mom to get me a little Shakespeare fiberglass fly rod outfit. And I begged and begged and begged and it, and it worked and, and she bought it for me. And I went down and caught some, uh, little sunfish or something in a drainage pond that afternoon. And that's, that's how it started. That's it. That's it. And you were, uh, and this was in Colorado? No, this is in Maryland. I grew up in Maryland, uh, outside of Baltimore. 
So that's pretty much why I learned how to fish. And then, and that was, that was when I was 13, I started fly fishing. And then when I was 16, I got pretty lucky and got offered a job at a fly shop, our local fly shop. And so I worked there all through high school and that, that made a big, big difference in my learning curve. So you, and then when did you make your way out? So what was the transition out to uh, Colorado? For college, I, uh, I left after senior year in high school and I went to college at Colorado state in Fort Collins, Colorado. And, uh, I've been in Colorado ever since. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, that's it. So call And then you're in the, uh, obviously Colorado is kind of like the Mecca, right? It seems like, it's, I don't know if there's one more, of them. <laughs> there's I, more fly shops, right? than uh, per capita or something like that. But prob- uh, prob- probably, I think there's, there's fishing just as good, if not better elsewhere, but there's definitely a lot of good fishing around here. And, but there's a lot, of, there's other places in, in the West with fewer people than, than Colorado. So, um, it's good depending on what you're looking for. I'm happy right. here for now. Yeah, exactly. And how long have you been there? Uh, 22, five. in this yeah. valley, in this valley, I've been here 19 or 20 years. And so I've been out here probably about 25 years in Colorado. Gotcha. Gotcha. 25. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good chunk of time. And, and so when did, uh, you know, this, this huge, uh, fly fisherman, maybe, maybe we could just start off, start us off with that because there's probably some people that haven't heard of, you know, when you, you first hear huge fly fisherman, they don't know what it is. So describe huge fly fisherman, your YouTube channel and what you do to somebody who's never heard of you. Well, right now what it is, is it's my YouTube channel and brand and I make YouTube videos, uh, they started off pretty much all educational, tutorial, learning something. Uh, lately, there's been a lot more of just watching Ben go fishing videos, which I still try to incorporate some learning in that. It might m- not be a direct t- tutorial, but you'll learn tidbits along the way just from listening to my, me run my mouth about fishing. Um, so YouTube channel with a mix of entertainment and education uh, with a heavy, uh, heavy dose of beer and sarcasm. That's right. Sarcasm. Exactly. And, and who out there, uh, you know, I don't want, uh, you know, th- to be this like a comparison to think, but is there anybody, any other YouTube channels out there, uh, that do anything even close to like what you do? Or I'm not even sure if you watch much other YouTube stuff. I do watch other YouTube stuff. Um, I don't think anyone is really doing what I'm doing. There's definitely a lot of people teaching fly fishing and there's a lot of people uh, doing the watch me go fishing videos. Uh, But I think mine's a little bit unique. Uh, I like to make fun of a lot of things in fly fishing and, and make fun of ourselves. And that's kind of a big theme throughout the whole thing. And I like to inject some humor into it. Uh, I don't really consider myself a funny person, but people laugh at my fishing stuff, so I'm still doing it. And so for when I first started out, a lot of people compared me to Hank Patterson. Yep. But those people obviously weren't paying attention because what I was doing was completely different. Uh, Travis or Hank's stuff is you know completely tongue in cheek. There's no intent of teaching anything, as far as I can tell. No. And mine, even though mine's all jokey, jokey, they they do have a, a message behind them or an intent to teach and educate, and but also showing that we can have fun along the way and not take it too seriously. Yep, 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I had and Hank Patterson, we had about it a past episode. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes and uh, it was really interesting. But you're right. Yeah, his is definitely, uh, you don't want to uh, take any of the stuff he says <laughs> and implement it. But yeah, yours, yours you do. And I was looking at a few of your recent, I guess maybe these are some of your more popular videos. So some of them might've been older, but you know, I mean, when you, yours, yours are funny, uh, but you know, you're definitely getting nuggets out of them. I mean, I can't remember one of the nuggets. Uh, well, here's the good one. I, I was definitely caught up and this was just a great one, but you were like, I think it was the fly shop video where you were saying what to do, you know, etiquette in a fly shop. And you said, you know, bring them beer. You yeah. know, that's a super cool tip because, you know, I mean, obviously, and you know, don't just go in there and, uh, and waste their time, you know, I mean, it's fly shops, spend some money and all that. So that's cool. But, you know, are, do you get, I noticed on a few of them, you know, you, you, you're, you're joking about stuff, but for example, um, I'm not sure if you get blowback from people in the, you know, kind of companies and stuff, because I know you had one video where it was like the rod two video where like, you don't need a rod two video. Do, do you ever, do you hear from any of the companies from blowback from uh, the industry side? No, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't hear from industry people. I get a ton of blowback from Yahoo's watching my videos and feeling like they need to comment. But um, the industry, no. I feel like uh, the industry, you know, and YouTube and life in general. Some people like me. Some people don't like me at all, and that's fine. And I think the industry people that don't like what I'm doing, they just ignore me and don't yeah. say anything, which is the right thing to do. And then uh, other other companies actively reach out to me. So I'm still working with a lot of companies, but I, no one's been, yeah. no, no one, no one professionally has tried to slander me or anything yeah. like that. That's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah I, I, I recently had uh, Lewis Cahill from Geek and Gasoline on and he, he talked about how, he would, uh, you know, he, I don't know what he would do. I think he did a video on like steelhead, like releasing steelhead and how you have to keep them in the water and stuff. And, yeah. And he he mentioned that he was getting blowback from people in the industry, like Facebook messaging messaging him. It's you know, I mean, like drunk messages, like just tearing them tearing them up. But I mean, obviously that's not where we're going in this one. But I mean, I think it's interesting because your videos are. Um, I mean, I think it's Stephen Colbert a little bit, right? I'm not sure if you know Colbert. <laughs> I Colbert. do. Yeah, I mean, you kind of seem like you're more Colbert. Like Colbert was this uh, right-wing Republican, you know, and it was just hilarious, right? And But, you know, I mean, like the opposite. You're this, uh, right, the, you're this huge, great fly fisherman. Uh, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of similar. Do you think it's similar at all? I don't know. That's a, I'm going to have to dig into that one. I yeah. haven't heard that. And I'm not a great fly fisherman. Let's, I want to, I want to make that clear. I'm, I've been doing it a long time and I have some, a lot of experience and knowledge, but I, I want to make very clear that I do not consider myself a good caster or angler. That's right. Well, and, but you're a guide or you were a guide. So how it seems like if you're a guide, you would have to be pretty good at some of that. I am pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good, but I'm not. I'm not gonna have a casting competition with anybody. And uh, and you don't have. I don't think you have to be a great angler to be a great guide. I think it certainly helps. But uh, you know, there's. I know a lot of guides that guide a lot more than they fish. And when they get a rod in their hand, it takes them a little while to get used to it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Well, I was curious. I want to dig into a few of the videos because I know I haven't seen everything. And what is the best way if somebody is coming into you new, like right now, somebody's brand new, they've never heard of you, and they want to check your stuff out, what, what do you recommend they do? How, how do they kind of dig into it? Uh, well, it depends on what they want to watch. But, I mean, go to the YouTube channel and, and go through the playlist. I have the playlist broken down into, um, well, one of them is called Understanding Fly Fishing 
which is kind of philosophies and and uh, attitudes that are what I th- are I think are the way you should approach fly fishing. And then there's technical stuff uh, for playlists like lines and leaders and knots. Uh, the etiquette playlist is very popular and important. I think like stream etiquette, mm-hmm. fly shop etiquette, things like that. Uh, boat ramp etiquette. So go and then I have the uh, the vlogs where if you just want to watch us fish or uh, catch fish or maybe not catch fish and learn something along the way, then you can check out the vlogs. So go to the playlist and and dig through the playlist. I think that's the best way for people to get what they are looking for from my videos. I kind of wanted to to dig into some of your videos and I'm not sure. How how many videos do you have out there? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Uh, Probably around 150 Oh wow. Yeah, something like that. A lot. Because uh, I do, I do them every week, uh, every Monday, and I've been doing it for about two and a half years. And I have uh, a bunch of bonus ones too. So gotcha. I'd get, I'd guess around 150. Yeah, yeah. So why? Uh, before we get into the, some of the more of the details of the video, I mean, why did you start? Um, you know, wh- why huge fly fisherman? What was your, you know, what was your goal here? Well, uh, it was it was my wife's idea. And she, I was in between, not in between jobs, but I was in between good jobs. And, uh, I, uh, she, it was just her idea. She said, you should start a YouTube channel. And (laughs) I guess the idea is, you know, um, if there's one thing I know most about it's it in out of everything I do, it's, it's fly fishing and let's try to make that work for me because I, I know I don't want to be a full-time fishing guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how are we going to use my skill set to uh, earn, earn some money, basically? So the whole point is to earn money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, but it was her idea, and um, it grew from – at the time, I was – uh, distributing and selling stickers that said, I'm a huge fly fisherman just because I thought they were funny and it was a funny joke. And so when the time came to start the YouTube channel, I, the, it was obvious what I was going to call it. And then, um, that the YouTube channel turned into a brand where I have a bunch of clothing and, and stuff like that now. Um, but short answer is it was, it was my wife's idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with making money. I mean, that's the thing you got to, it's a valuable resource. I mean, that's the interesting thing. Like we said, the difference between uh, you and Hank, you know, making the comparison is that, you know, you can listen to your videos and you're going to get some good nuggets, some stuff that'll help you, especially if right. you're, you're a beginner. I mean, when you think, when you do these videos, are you always thinking, do you have somebody in mind, like a kind of an avatar or is it the beginner? It's just the generic beginner. Yeah. You know, and like a lot of my friends that I fish with, they're always like, oh, shy, like, oh, you know, I don't actually watch your videos. It's like, well, they're not for you. (laughs) They're they're for people that don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, um, yeah, they're definitely targeted at beginners. Yep. Gotcha. Well, and and they are, but they do work for other people. Like for me, like I'm not a beginner, but um, there's definitely some nuggets. I mentioned the one with the, um, you know, the shot, the, the fly shop tip, you know, but there's other ones that we could dig into here on, on some of the tips. So I think they do apply, you know, to other people. Well, I think what I try to do is even if you know everything that I'm already talking about in the video, I try to make, uh, put some entertainment value in there. So whether you're going to get the education or the entertainment, 
I want there to be something for everyone. So they're kind of targeted at beginners, but a lot of the jokes are like inside jokes that if you're a beginner, you wouldn't get them. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's true. And, and, and I, and I like that. And I get a lot of, you know, questions about, well, what did you mean by this? I'm like, well, you'll, you'll know in 10 years, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, so I, I try to, you know, they are targeted at beginners, but there's something for everyone. Gotcha. Gotcha. And how do you go now that you got all these going? How do you, how do you decide what, uh, you know, now what to choose, what, what your topic, your next video is going to be? It's, it's getting tougher, uh, because I've run through a lot of the topics, but I have a running list of video ideas so I'm, I'm constantly referencing that. And then I will um, put a cheap uh, uh, request out to my Instagram followers yep. saying, hey, what do you want to see a video of? And every time I do that on my stories, I get, you know, 10 more good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a running list. And then I try to mix in there just going fishing videos. Like that's what I'm d- publishing now is, you know, we just did a six day raft trip. Yeah. So I'm breaking that into three videos of us going fishing, but there's definitely stuff you can learn along the way as gotcha. well. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was pretty fun. Was that the one where you lost your GoPro? Uh, no, oh, that, that was, was the other one. Yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. This is one where I popped my boat and it snowed a lot and it was cold, uh, but we caught a whole lot of fish. Gotcha. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I was, I guess I looked at some of your, yeah, your most popular. So there's some of the older mm-hmm. ones, but what, what are, what, what is your, you know, maybe you could talk about that a little bit, you know, the, the ones, obviously I can't remember which one was the, the most popular, but what, what are some of the ones that get the most views when you put them out there? The, the most popular one is called 12 things you don't need for fly fishing. Hey, I'm Ben. I'm a huge fly fisherman. you've been doing fly fishing for more than a few minutes, you've probably started to accumulate some gear. If you're new, I'll warn you now, it gets out of hand. It's kind of fun to collect gear, I guess, if you're into that. But some of the stuff that's out there is really useless. You don't need it. So today I'm going to go over some of those things with you. I think I got like 12 things. Stuff you don't need for fly fishing. So here we go. 12 things you don't need for fly fishing. Let's just come out of the gate swinging. You don't need a rod ball. Have you seen those dudes with plumbing pipes on the top of their truck? Yeah, that's a rod ball. It's for storing your rods because you're too lazy to break them down. Now, don't get me wrong, they have their place and they can be useful for the right people, but you're probably not one of them. There are two reasons you should have a rod ball. One is if you are a full-time fly fishing guy. That's what you do every day. In that case, yeah, go ahead and put three rod vaults on your truck. Go for it, you're gonna use them. The only other acceptable reason to have a rod vault is if you just wanna flex on people and tell them you're a fly fisherman. Hey, I'm a huge fly fisherman, man. Check out my stickers and rod vault. Everyone's gotta know you're a fly fisherman. You know who I'm talking about. Listen, if you own one rod and you fish one day a month, you don't need to have a rod vault on your truck 400 days a year. We get it, you fly fish. So rod vaults can be useful, but most people are just accessorizing. Okay, now let's move on to the biggest gimmick in fly fishing, leader straighteners. You don't need them. Um, and then it's, you know, it, it, and it talks about practical things like, you know, a leader straightener, you don't need a leader straightener. It's the biggest gimmick in fly fishing. Just use your hands. But then there's also the philosophical approach. Like you don't need a bad attitude. If you have a bad attitude out there, you're not going to have a good time. So there, you know, it, and it talks about a lot of different things. I think it's called 12 things you don't need, but there's definitely not 12 actual things I talk about. I just made that number up. Uh, yeah. But it's, but it's, uh, that's the most popular. 
And there's a, I think I did 12 more things that you don't need that All is right, very cool. popular yet. And I also have a 12 things you do need that is popular. Uh, so those are a big hit. And the, uh, the etiquette ones were a big hit. And uh, I did one about Instagram that was pretty popular and got some discussion going. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't even pay attention to the old ones anymore yep. and, and see how many views they get or anything. I'm just always thinking about oh, the next new. one. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And so I, so you must have plenty, do you have some like fishing tips, lots of that stuff where it's, you know, whatever, 12 fishing tips and things like that, or what, what, yeah. What do you got coming? Uh, coming up, um, I, I, I have some stuff. I don't like to get too specific yeah. about what I'm going to put out. Uh, but I, after we get through these raft trip videos, I have some stuff about knots, um, and, and some more practical, uh, tips videos. Yeah. I have one about knots and to be honest, I can't remember what the other one was, <laughs> but, yeah. but I, but I have the scripts already written gotcha. out. I'm just waiting, uh, for the right time to go out and shoot them. Okay. So you got, so you got the script. So yeah, walk through the process. Let's take it for, let's take something coming up here. Well, let's take something you recently did that's out there right now and talk about the process of how it comes to you. Cause you've got, you know, stuff you dig into there, which are, you know, you're providing content. Does that content all come from your head? Or are you doing research? How are you doing all this? Oh yeah. It's my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. all there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a lifetime of, of bullshit yeah. accumulating in my head. Yeah. Um, so I'll get a topic. Um, let's pick, I don't, it probably wasn't recent, but like dry and droppers, how to set up uh dry dropper or yeah, dry dropper yeah. rigs. Um, I will write a script and make note, or it's, it's not always word for word. A lot of times it's bullet points. If I write everything out word for word, it really sounds like I'm reading from a script. And if I just put kind of notes in there, it sounds a little more natural. So I, I print up a script and I laminate it, which I think is one of the most important things I do because I'm always doing this around water. And I got, I soaked several scripts before I started laminating them. Um, and also I have a nice cool stack of laminated scripts that I'll do something with someday. Yeah. Uh, so I go and shoot it and I yell at the camera, drink a couple beers, yell at the camera some more and uh, uh, get any pertinent B roll that I might need uh, you know, close up shots like of tying the dry dropper rig or something yep. like that. And then I slap it all together in iMovie. I don't use any fancy, fancy editing programs. I'm just using iMovie, which is really, really basic. Yep. And my, my editing is super basic. There's nothing fancy going on there. Uh, and then I find some smooth reggae jams to, to put in the background mm -hmm. and, and we go from there and it's all, it's always about the B roll. And one of the things that, I was doing a lot in my earlier videos was I'd have a bunch of uh, like stock photos just spliced yeah. in there that may make sense or may be an inside joke. I haven't been doing that as much lately, but yeah, I throw a bunch of silly stock photos in there to drive my point home. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. In today's world of mass-produced products, Stonefly Nets has reclaimed the tradition of handcrafted care with their custom wood landing nets. Stonefly starts the design process by selecting wood for the handle based on a number of key factors including grain pattern and depth, but they don't stop there. This piece of art is accentuated by strips of hardwood that complement and accentuate the handcrafted handle. 
To be honest, I have never been a huge net guy, mainly because I didn't feel like my uh, old collapsible net was easiest to use and was not easy on the eye, if you know what I mean. The Stonefly uh, net not only looks beautiful, but has high quality netting that is easy on the fish and will last for years to come. Stonefly's goal is to create a unique custom classic wood net that's second to none and can be customized for a little extra touch. For Ethan, the founder of Stonefly Nets, fly fishing has always had a traditional feel going back to fishing the three-weight bamboo rod with his great-grandmother. When Ethan designs a custom net, it's his hope that others will create amazing lasting memories for years to come. Please head over to wetflyswing.com stonefly to get your custom net now. That's wetflyswing.com stonefly, S-T-O-N-E-F-L-Y, to get started right now. Okay, now let's get back to the show. Why not the silly uh, stock photos now? Uh, because I think uh, my videos are just evolving. I've been doing a lot more of watch Ben go fishing and um, other other stuff rather than this is how you tie a clinch knot. Uh, I think I'm just I, I'm evolving. I think um, we'll still do some of that stuff, but it's things have been a little bit different lately. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it totally does. I think it's, yeah, you should always be uh, probably changing a little bit, right? I mean, as you go, yeah. otherwise you're going to get kind of boring and. Yeah, it'll get stale. You got to keep it fresh. And, and it's honestly, it's, it's more what I want to do or my video, what I do, the videos that I make are the videos that I want to make, not necessarily the videos that I think people want to see, which well, I, sh I it's yeah. a, it's a it's a balance. It's a balance, you know. It's yeah, but there's a large part of it is I just feel like doing this. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Um, well, and I think that's an important part of it because you know you definitely don't want to be doing something that's boring to you, right? You got to love it right. because it's going to come out on the video. Yeah, then it's going to feel more like work, and it's already work, but I don't want it to feel like work. Yeah, exactly. How much work is it? How how much are you putting in, like hours wise per week to to doing? I mean, one video a week. How, how much time does all that take you? One video probably takes me uh, the editing anywhere from two to six hours. Uh, shooting it depends on what style of video it is, but th there's a whole lot. So the edit, but the editing doesn't take too much time. But I'm putting in a whole lot of work doing other things to grow my brand and sell merchandise basically yeah do you love the uh the editing process no i you do not you no. don't love it yeah uh-uh no um i was pretty excited to get home from this last big trip and edit this footage but more in the sense that i just wanted to look at some pretty pictures of us fishing i don't i, I don't like the editing process and yeah. it will be outsourced someday i'm just yeah. not i'm just not there yet um but right now it's just something that i have learned how to do because i had to learn how to do it yeah and i, I just try to keep it basic and keep it easy for me Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think the cool thing is for anybody listening, it just shows you, you know, you don't have to have a team or a, a perfect no. software. I mean, you could literally iMovie and I've used iMovie a lot. It, you know, it works great. Um, yeah. And I'm using a GoPro and my phone. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't have a DSLR. I, I, I don't have all this fancy stuff. I don't have a microphone. I don't have anything. It's just yeah. me and a GoPro and a laptop totally. getting it done. Totally. And, and I think the comparison, I mean, I, I can't really make a direct comparison to, to, you know, my stuff to you, but it's kind of similar, right? I mean, this podcasting thing, this is kind of started out as just me 
talking to people and obviously right. that's a little different, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, competing, right? I mean, Orvis is the leader with their podcast, but I mean, we're doing a similar thing, right? People right. are listening because we're, we're talking about fishing and, and joking around occasionally and stuff like that. So no, this is, this is awesome. What about the, what about the, uh, the reggae jabs? Why, why reggae? Why not uh, like hard <laughs> rock and roll? Cause I like reggae yeah. and I think other people should too. And I love shoving my opinions down people's throats, including <laughs> my musical ones. <laughs> is the, is the reggae, is it, it's always a different song, right? Uh, I have recycled some songs. There's only so much royalty free or, um, you know, licensed music that I have access to. So I've re- recycled some, but I try to mix it up. Yeah. Okay. And, and what, so that music just for sake, cause we do have companies and people, brands that are interested. I mean, where, where would you find, because like royalty free music, right? Is that what you're digging into one of those services? Yeah. I, I shouldn't say royalty free. It is, it is licensed. I pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I use two different websites. I use one called epidemic sound and one called audio blocks. And I just, I, it's not too expensive. I pay for those services and I use their reggae music. Perfect. Perfect. No, I love the reggae. I mean, that's, I think that, that's the first thing when I heard it. I remember the first time I was like, okay, yeah, reggae. I mean, who doesn't like reggae, right? Right, right. Yeah. And uh, it's just one of, there's a lot of little things that are themes throughout my videos and and that's one of them. Okay. And uh, and then what about, what about beer? You, you've always got a beer there. It looks like usually it's a light beer. What, what's your beer of choice if you had to pick like, you know, right now? Lately, it's Miller Lite. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of PBR and Miller High Life in there. Yep. Yeah. It's usually, usually a, a, a low end beer for sure. Yeah. I believe I go for quantity over quality yep. when, when I'm going for beer. But uh, I, I just, for me, beer and fishing go hand in hand. And, you know, I always have to be careful about promoting beer or whatever because obviously some people um have issues with it so i i try to be somewhat responsible with it and i I get blowback from people like why do you always have to have beer in your videos yeah like because i like it i mean just because you have a problem with it doesn't mean i have a problem with it yeah so um i try to incorporate it without being too over the top yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it just fits with your thing. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a joke and, and you know, I mean, obviously I like beer too. Right. I mean, but yeah, you know, it fits because it's like, that's just the, um, you know, when you think of fishing, you know, you think it's, of beer, at least I do. I, I do yeah. you know, and I know a lot of other people do too, but, and also there's a lot of kids watching my videos. I oh, gotta, is there? I, yeah. Oh yeah. I, there's a lot of kids that watch. And so yeah. I try to keep everything family friendly. I, I censor out the F words and everything. And that's just another reason I got to be careful with the whole beer thing. But I think, you know, as long as I'm having fun with it and not being too over the top with it, it's fine. Yeah. What, what if, uh, you know, PBR or Budweiser or Miller came to you and said, okay, we want to sponsor you. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> you go for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I'm waiting for that phone call. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, one more quick one. I just curious before we get into, I I wanted to try to do some sort of a, you know, like a top 10 or top 20, something that you've covered, you know, maybe it's fly fishing tips or just something. So somebody can take something away from this, but um, your kids, right? You got a couple of little kids there, right? Yeah. I have two boys, seven and almost four. Yeah, yeah. And I think I saw something out there where maybe you're doing some videos with them, but maybe they're not doing as well as some of your other videos. Is that still the case? Yeah, I've done a few videos. Um, One was us going fishing. One was called Fishing with Kids and, you know, basically how to take your kids fishing and not want to, you know, drive (laughs) off a cliff afterwards. But they uh, 
they consistently do not pr- perform as well as other videos. Uh, cause I think a lot of my audience is too young. They don't have kids or can't yeah. relate to it, but I don't care. Like I said before, I'm going to make the videos that I want to make. And I love going fishing with my boys. So I'm going to keep doing those videos. And, and, and it's not that everybody doesn't like them. I get plenty of feedback there that that's positive And they say, I love the videos with the kids. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, they don't perform poorly, but I'm not, I mean, the number of views I get is not directly correlated to my overall success, I believe. Um, there's YouTuber fishing YouTubers out there that are absolutely crushing me in views, but I think my, uh, I think my overall success is just as good, if not better. Yep. And, and your success, I mean, how do you judge that? So if it's not views, uh, dollars in my pocket yeah, and, and exposure and opportunities, things like, you know, I just hosted the F3T. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I I think, that. that was like, that was good. Yeah. I think I was proud of that one. You know, I think that's pretty cool that they, they reached out to me to do that. And, uh, you know, and it put some money in my pocket and got my face in front of a lot of people. So, yeah. yeah right. And that's, that's one of the ways I measure success. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I just had um I think who was the guy you did you were co-hosting there with? What was his name? Uh well Paul was yeah. is the yeah, Paul Nicoletti is the uh the manager. And then we had Elon Stribling in there as well helping us out. Okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. drawing a blank on the names. I'm terrible with names, but I had Paul. We did a podcast with Paul. Yeah, his... I listen I listened to that oh, one cool. when I was dr- driving to Texas. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, it was Paul and then, uh, Elon Stribling, who's black Steve Irwin on Instagram. He came in and and, yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. He's, he's awesome dude. Yeah. Uh, so he helped us out too. It was a good time. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's jump into this. I'm just curious. I'm not sure where this, how this will go, but I was kind of thinking as I was looking at some of your past episodes, there was some great tips in there, right? I mean, out of these things, like for example, the entomology one, you did an entomology video and you had one in there where it was like, you don't need a sane. One common method is to turn over rocks and see what's living on them. You could do a stomach pump. You probably didn't see the big eye roll I just did. Some people like to use a sane to find out what's in the water. I think it's unnecessary and a complete waste of time. But if you're into that, whatever. At least it's better than stomach pumping. I've never used a seine and I've caught at least five fish, so I think that's pretty good. All right, let's dive in. Let's start with mayflies. Probably the bug everyone's heard of the most. They're the glamour bugs of fly fishing, which sounds really weird. They have some pretty fancy names. The pale morning dun, the march brown, the quill gordon. Side note, it's trico, not trico. Then there's the big beefy green drake. Green drakes are pretty cool though. You wanna know my favorite fly for a green drake hatch? Royal. And that's where I always thought, you know, I mean, I kind of, I've always been a nerdy bug person and always thought, you know, the saying's helpful, but, but why, you know, maybe let's start there with that video. Like what is out, do you remember? And when you look back at your videos, do you remember them like it was yesterday, the whole video, or do you forget? Some, some, yes, some, no, uh, that one, I do remember everything. That was one of the earlier videos I did and it was, I think it's really well done and it's, um, it's still one of the most popular ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't need a sane. And like, yeah, a lot of people like to get really nerdy with it and you can, you know, there's not, nothing saying you can't, but I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that you could take a completely opposite approach to it and, you know, not get all scientific about it. And I think that video is a really good example of that. 
Um, you know, there's, you don't need to know scientific names, you know, a couple basic shapes of bugs and behaviors and you're good to go. And if you don't know exactly what it is, it doesn't yeah. matter. Is it this big and it's brown? Cool. Look in your box and look for yep. one that's that big and brown. You don't need to know much more than that to, to catch a fish anyway. You certainly can geek out on it, but you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the point. Okay. Um, well, maybe we just walk through some of these videos and I think some of the ones I had, maybe if we come up, uh, some, this will, uh, jog some other ideas and stuff. And I'm kind of thinking again, so when you think of tip in recent videos that you've done, some of these river videos, are you coming out with these or are people coming away with some, some killer fly fishing tips? I mean, what are they? Cause I haven't seen the most recent videos. Is it, is it a little bit different? Um, it's, it's different in the fact that it's probably mostly entertainment, but like, um, you know, and some of the stuff I'm editing now, uh, we're nymphing and I have my buddy germs in the front of the boat and it's just me talking to germs about, you need to move your indicator up because the water's deeper here. Uh, you need to lengthen or short, shorten the distance between your droppers cause you're missing the hits or not seeing the hits. So it's me talking to him. And, but the viewer's still getting all that. Um, and you know, lately, if you, if you're wanting to learn how to row a boat, just watch me row my boat and you can see what not to do because I've been hitting a lot of rocks lately. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Again, I saw that. So are you uh, behind the oars, not super experienced or you? No, I, I, I can row just fine. I've just been taking, I got a new boat that's really big and I've been taking it in some really inappropriate places. What'd you, what'd you get? It's a 16 foot raft. Oh, which wow. most Yeah. Most rafts are going to be 13 or 14 feet. This is a 16 foot raft and I've been taking it in some really low water. So, I mean, I'm not the best rower, but I'm yeah. not awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just, I've just been doing some stuff that was a bit inappropriate with my boat. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So why, why the six, it's interesting. Cause I've had a few rafts. We, we've done like a drift boat season that we had uh, kind of a mini side series we did. And right. I've been interviewing some of those companies around the drift boats and boating, but, right. um, but why, why 16? That's a huge boat. Uh, because it's mostly a family boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just put a fishing frame on it. So I had another, or I have an, I have a 14 foot really old high side. That's a tank yep. and it's got a fishing frame and we do a bunch of family, uh, overnights and day floats and we outgrew that boat. So I needed something bigger. Uh, and so I got this 16 er and I put a full fishing frame on it and everything, but we're, it's mostly going to be a family boat. And then I will sell the other 14 and get like a 13 that's uh, better for fishing. So we had a boat that pulled double duty. Now we're going to have two boats that are more specialized. And I went, I went with the big one first because I had more need for it. Gotcha. And you went with a raft over a drift boat because it's just, you're way more rocky sort yeah. of. Yeah. We, we row a lot of rocky rivers and uh, for our overnights, we can bring a whole lot more stuff in, in a raft yeah. over a drift boat. Gotcha. When you go on these trips, say you're going on a family trip with the kids and the family and you're doing the thing, are you, are you getting footage out there or do you turn it off when you're there? A little of both. Um, uh, with the family trips, I'm not getting too much footage. No. Uh, if anything, it's mostly B roll, but that might be different next time we go out. I've, I've been doing a lot more of the, the vlog stuff where just, you know, watch us do what we do. And I might do one of a family raft trip. I, I don't think it would get very many views, but I don't really care. It's my channel. I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, and so I'll do it and I'll, I probably will do it and see how it goes. Probably not a day trip. 
Uh, I'll probably do a, an overnight trip because I know there are some people that are very curious, how in the hell do you pull something like that off, both logistically and safety-wise and just the fact that you have little kids. Um, so I, it's not a high demand, but some people really do want to know about that stuff. So I'm going to do it for them. Gotcha. Okay. All right, perfect. Well, let's, uh, yeah, like I said, I wanted to dig into it, just a few, few of these. So somebody has something to take away a, a top list of things. And we kind of started this, maybe let's just keep on that. We talked about the, the no saying, I think that's a good, you know, for somebody kind of new to it, not knowing about what they need for entomology. Um, what about, uh, you know, this is one, I think this is from another older one, the trout, um, the, the, uh, talk about the, uh, the Palomino trout. <laughs> that was um, good that was good because i think you see that especially on instagram you're like oh my god this trout is beautiful and i i didn't even know people were calling them golden trout i to be honest yeah, until you said it but all, that's that's all interesting the time, all the time so i have a video about trout identification how to tell different types of trout apart but what about golden trout? I almost forgot. Ancorhynchus micus agua bonita. That's El Spaniel. Currently, the golden trout is classified as a subspecies of the rainbow trout, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm not the one in charge. Golden trout are native to the Sierra Nevada range in California, but they've also been stocked in other mountain ranges around the West. They're mostly yellowish. They have a red stripe down the side, some black spots, no cutthroat slash. The little ones will usually have par marks which are big ovals down their side. Now, wait a minute. I was fishing with a guide, and we caught a golden trout, and it didn't look anything like that, and it looked like this. Yeah, this is something that needs to be addressed. This is what most people know to be a golden trout. It is not a golden trout. That is a mutant rainbow trout. Oh, it's albino then. Not exactly. It's what's called xanthic. It is a yellow form of a rainbow trout. Black eyes, not red. They're more correctly referred to as palomino trout. Let me say it again. They are not golden trout. If you continue to call them golden trout, you're officially banned from fly fishing. I make the rules. The most important thing you need to know about palominos is that they are super lame. They're fake, they're stocked, they're also fake. You can see them a mile away. Look, a swimming banana. Real good osprey bait though. Hey, listen. I'm not trying to tell you how to fish. Uh, yeah, you are. If you want to go catch a big banana and knock yourself out. Personally, I think it's dumb. That's just my opinion. Trivia timeout. When do you use the word fish and when should you use the word fishes? Fish refers to many individuals of one type of fish. Fishes refers to many different types of fish. That big school. Actually, uh, so let me digress for just a second. Um, I go on our fly fishing on Reddit a lot for video ideas because people asked, I don't want to say the dumbest questions, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of basic questions that get repeated a lot. And so I get video ideas there. And one of them is what type of trout is this? And yeah. so I did a video about how to identify different types of trout. And in that we talked about the Palomino trout, uh, which is often referred to as a golden trout because they're very gold. gold. Um, it, but it, there is a type of trout, a, an actual species or subspecies, depending on how you want to classify it, called a golden trout. And they're from California. They're related to rainbows. The golden trout or palomino trout is a mutant rainbow trout. It is, it's a, what's called a xanthic form of rainbow trout, where it's yellow, a yellow form of something. It's not albino. They look albino, but it doesn't have mm -hmm. pink eyes, they have black eyes. So it's a yellow form of rainbow trout. 
and it's called a Palomino or a Golden Rainbow. And this is the part where someone from Pennsylvania or West Virginia is going to comment and say, well, actually, Ben, the <laughs> Golden Rainbows and Palominos are different, blah, blah, whatever. They're not golden trout, okay, is, is yeah. the main point there. And they're mutant rainbows, rainbow trout. And the Palomino and golden rainbow, there may be some sort of difference that nobody cares about uh, except for those two dudes in Pennsylvania. But yeah, the big takeaway is that those mutants are not golden trout. And I personally think they are stupid. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people think they're really cool, but I think it's kind of dumb Oh look, there's a swimming banana, you know, right. hundred yards away. I, Ospreys <laughs> haven't gotten to that one yet. Maybe we can catch it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I just think they're dumb, man. Um, and but that's that's coming from someone who lives in a place with really fantastic trout fishing. You know, if I live somewhere with crappy trout fishing and those were the only trout I had a chance to catch, maybe I would think they're cool. But um, I think right. they're stupid. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather go catch something wild or native. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. With more than 40 years of experience in coffee, the Angler's Coffee Team roasts a full range of coffees with one goal in mind, delivering excellent coffee to every single angler. That's why they've released a brand new coffee subscription program made just for you. Just visit anglerscoffee.com, provide your coffee preferences, your mailing address, and how much coffee you drink in a week and they'll take care of the rest. There's no obligations or hidden fees, just great coffee delivered to your front door. And I've been using and loving Angler's Coffee, and I am a coffee fanatic and have tasted uh, bad coffee for sure. Angler's Coffee is definitely great coffee. I've been enjoying it. Um, it's as good, to be honest with you, it's as good as, as I've had <laughs> that I could remember. And that's pretty awesome saying uh, since I drink a lot of coffee. So uh, join me in supporting a great company who supports great coffee, fly fishing, and conservation. As part of Angler's Conservation Alliance, Angler's Coffee donates a portion of every sale to help conserve and protect our wild natural habitats and fish species. Right now, they're raising money for Soul River, which brings veterans and inner city youth out into the river to teach conservation, fishing skills, and more. Right now, you can get 20% off your first subscription box or gift box. Simply use the code WETFLYSWING at checkout. Just visit anglerscoffee.com and get 20% off your first subscription or gift box using WETFLYSWING at checkout. That's anglerscoffee.com. Okay, now let's get back to the show. When you're doing these things, do you, do you know, you know, your listeners kind of what parts of the country and the world they're from? Do you, you have a good feel for that? Uh, no, not, not always. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just talking to everybody. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I, I look at our, um, I look at the stats just on, we can see pretty well on listeners, you know, and on this and I can see, you know, obviously we've got a lot of West coast stuff. Um, and uh -huh. Colorado, mostly it's Western, but there's a big chunk in the East and the Midwest. Uh -huh. The chunk that really is light is that North Dakota, South Dakota down, you know, from there South and those that roads, sure. right. That, so that's kind of the, the lightest area. But other than that, I'm sure yours is probably similar, right? You, probably, you got yeah. the hot spots, the blue States and stuff like that. But, um, what about on the, uh, the etiquette tip? We talked about that a little bit, but what's your one etiquette? If you had to pull out one etiquette tip for somebody. Um, or I don't remember that video. I think what was I'm trying to think back now what you covered there. I think it was pretty general, right? Yeah, I have a whole playlist. I'm oh, actually you do. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Let me run down, down yeah. it for you real quick. Stream etiquette, fly shop etiquette, boat ramp 
etiquette, uh, fly fishing skiff etiquette, oh, wow. volumes one and two, Jeez. fish fish handling etiquette, and flats fishing etiquette. Yeah, let, let's do fish handling etiquette and think of any one of anything out of that video. Is there anything that comes to your mind? Well, I mean, just the, the the usual basic stuff. If you're looking for tips, it's keep fish in the water. Yeah. Keep your keep your hands wet if you are going to touch them. Minimize touching them overall. And if you can avoid, I mean, if you can release a fish without touching it, that's the best scenario. Uh, if you're going to take a picture of a fish, do it very quickly and get the fish back in the water. And the main takeaway is just touch them as little as possible. And if you're a type of one of those people that puts a fish on the bank, you need, you should really rethink your habits because yeah. that fish will most likely die when it goes back in the water. But, Even though it swam away fine, which is what they say, yeah. uh, a lot a lot happens after the release that that we never see. So just keep your damn hands off. Of it. <laughs> That's right. Keep out. Yeah. Keep them. Keep them wet. Have you right. heard of the Have you heard of the catch and release tool? I have. That's been around forever. We sold that in the fly shop when I was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. So you remember, yeah. that's cool. I, I didn't even know. Well, I guess I knew about. It. I didn't realize what it was called. But yeah, I just had uh, Nick from Lamps and on, and and he told yeah. the story about that. And they, yeah, they're still selling that thing. It looks like a pretty good tool. Have you used it? I had. I used it back in the day. Um, I don't carry one with me anymore, but it is a, it's a good product and it, yeah. it works. Um, I just, I try to grab the, I grab the fly, which is barbless and turn it upside down and the fish just falls off. Yeah. So, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's unless easy. I want to take a picture, show it to the YouTube, then we, we wet our hands and we pick it up real quick and then we put it back in the water. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And, uh, uh, so on the fly shop, we mentioned the beer, which is a great tip at the start. Uh, is there another fly shop tip that comes to your mind that if somebody's going into a fly shop, they should be thinking about? Yeah. Don't go into a fly shop to check out gear and then go buy it online. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just bad. really wrong. You're wasting their time and then you're going to go support Amazon when you could be supporting a local fly shop. So I, I think that's a big one. And you know, all that stuff in that fly shop video I, I got from being on the receiving end of it. I worked in fly shops forever. So that that's all firsthand experience. Um, so yeah, don't, don't go try something on or, wave a rod around and then go buy it somewhere else exactly what, what was the name of your fly shop that you worked in uh you worked in a couple uh yeah uh the, there was one outside of baltimore called wolf's fly fishing in ellicott city maryland which is long gone in college i worked at the, the one, oh man it was interesting it was called discount fishing tackle and you can imagine what it might look like inside based on the name um it, it was it was a total total shithole yeah but uh yeah and then i've uh i worked a little bit at estes angler in uh estes park colorado long time ago way before the current owners and then uh i think that's it that's when i started guiding more instead of working in the shop so mm -hmm. um yeah and then i filled in watched the desk for a few hours at a couple shops here and there but it didn't really amount to anything Okay, perfect. Um, well, let's. I, I'm kind of thinking now. These are probably some of the more of your newer videos you'll know about. But um, so on the rod tube video, I haven't watched that one. But what's the what's the uh, what's the tip there? Is there a good tip to think about? <laughs> yeah, there's not much to it. I was kind of amazed I could actually make a whole video about rod tubes. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Yeah. So the main thing there. Sorry if you can hear the dog yeah. barking in the background. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you got there? What, what's your what kind of dog? Uh, it was supposed to be a mini Aussie 
mini poodle mix, but oh wow, uh, yeah, my wife was hoping for a poodley dog, but uh, I we either got lied to or, <laughs> or something. Yeah, it just looks like a little German Shepherd. Kind oh, of. cool. He, yeah, he's cool. I, I didn't want the poodle dog, so yeah, so I'm happy. Awesome, I'm happy. Awesome. Yeah. What what was what oh, was the question oh, you asked uh, me? So, yeah. So, uh, is there a tip in the rod tube video? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so basically, put the big section, the butt section of the rod tip down with the handle up, the cork handle up, and then your tip top section, you want to put it in the rod tube with the tip top up so it protects it is protected by the cork handle of the rod. So tip up and handle up so the cork protects the tip. That's uh I mean, and is that a really important tip? Can you yeah. do it the other way? You certainly can do it the other way. It's yep. not the end of the world, but yeah. that's just the way I do it. And then I threw a couple things in there. Like I like rod tubes that aren't round, uh, so they don't roll around on me. And yeah. I also like a rod tube with a strap on it. All these high end rods have metal tubes and I don't <laughs> like them for strapping to my backpack because they don't have a strap on them. Exactly. And I think it's silly. So I'll take my $1,000 fly rod and put it in a case from a $150 fly rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you, do you, do you do the, uh, do you like the rod cases with real, you know I mean? Do you, do you have those? I don't. Cases? Yeah. No, I don't. I just think they're a little bulky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, the, the regular rod tubes are more streamlined. I'll put my reels in my backpack or if I'm traveling somewhere, I have a case just for the reels. Okay. All right, cool. Um, well, maybe we can just go down this, this list for you've got the, the next one I'm looking at here is the, uh, the I suck video. Maybe just give us uh, <laughs> what, what, what's the gist of that one. The gist of that is I ha sometimes go out and film fishing and we don't catch any fish. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would like to do something with that footage. So it's not a complete waste of time. So yep. I, I've got a couple of these. The first one was called fly fishing fails. And then yeah. the second, the second one is called I suck at fly fishing volume one or something like that. Yep. And I think that it's, I'm going to continue with that theme and just go volume two, three, four. So, um, it is a way to, to learn from our mistakes. And anytime you go fishing, you should be learning something. You know, whether it's I need new shoelaces or whatever, you should you should be learning something. And I make these failure videos as a way to demonstrate what I have learned from this particular outing about by not catching any fish. So there are still takeaways from not catching any fish. And it's, you know, to make people feel better. You know, I'm a quote unquote expert, but I go out and not catch fish all the time. So it's for people to feel better about themselves when they're not catching fish and, and to be able to learn something while they're doing it. Yeah, totally. And are you, uh, so you do a lot of nip fishing. Would you say you do more nipping than anything? Um, it depends on the time of year. Uh, lately I have been just cause it's, you know, it's, there's, it's still snowing, you know, it's snowing right oh, yeah. now. Huh. Um, no, nymphing is probably my least favorite way to fish for trout, but, uh, but it's what I do over the winter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But plenty of streamer fishing and we'll be dry fly fishing here in another month. I mean, we could be doing it right now, but when yeah. I say dry fly fishing, I'm not talking about bluing olives. I'm talking about stoneflies and hoppers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right around yeah. the corner. Yep. Yeah, okay. it is. Well, what about, uh, what about Tenkara? It's not fly fishing. So <laughs> why do we even want to talk about it? Yeah. You've talked about <laughs> though, right? You've talked about it a little bit. I talk about how it's not, it's not fly fishing. Yeah. And 
this is another thing that gets people riled up and I just love to poke them anymore. And, you know, before I talk about this, I don't care how you fish, you know, I don't care what, if, if, if you don't like what I like or vice versa. Hey, I'm Ben. I'm a huge fly fisherman. Let's go Tenkara fishing. pretty outspoken about my feelings on tenkara fishing. I think tenkara fly fishing is stupid. It's not that it's a bad way to fish, it's just that it's not fly fishing. Do you know what cane pole fishing is? Cane pole fishing is when you have a long fishing rod, no reel, and just a piece of line tied to the end of the rod. It's a great way to fish. It's simple, it's awesome for kids and grandmas, and cane pole fishing definitely is not fly fishing. So let me show you a cane pole. Here's a cane pole, long rod, with the line tied on the end, and we got a bobber with a live shiner. Now I happen to have with me a Tenkara fly fishing rod. Let me show you what that's all about. Gregory, show them your rod. It's a long fishing rod with no reel and a line tied right onto the end. That is a Tenkara rod. So Gregory, what's the difference between a Tenkara rod and a cane pole? Nothing. He's only six years old and he knows there's no difference between cane pole fishing and Tenkara fishing. So it's not that I hate Tenkara rods, I just think that it shouldn't be called fly fishing. It's a cane pole! So call it what it is, soak a shiner under a bobber, and take your kids and grandmas fishing. What do you think about Tenkara? Is Tenkara fishing cool? You mean cane pole fishing? Yeah, cane pole fishing. Um, all, all of these strong opinions are just to needle you and, and get a reaction and just yep. have some fun with it. Uh, but, uh, I love making fun of Tenkara and saying it's not fly fishing. It's just cane pole fishing. Somebody sent me a actually legit, uh, Tenkara roll rod. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I went out, uh, when we go to Louisiana, we, we fish with cane poles and live shiners off the dock with the kids. So I used my Tenkara rod for that. Like it was meant to be used and it was, it was a fine cane pole. Those guys make a really good cane pole. It, it was cast great, fought fish great. But, uh, when I want to go fly fishing, I'll bring a fly rod. Yep, exactly. Now we want to get that. That's uh, I said I, I did an episode of Tikara. This is probably two years ago, and I remember at the time I was like, "Well, man, you know, I should probably I should check that thing. You know, check it out." And I, it's been right. two years now, and I haven't I haven't checked it out yet. So <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything. Man. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, okay. Well, um, yeah, we're obviously not going to be able to get into everything today. We'll I'll put links to some of these videos we talked about today. But any other videos that stick out to you that we might want to highlight for somebody that maybe hasn't heard of you and wants to go check something out? or have we touched on most of it? Um, we've touched on a lot of them. Um, you know, I think probably just my latest stuff. Uh, I think the, the latest stuff is where I'm most dialed in as far as what I want to put out there. Um, some of my older videos aren't as well done. They're a little haphazard. Um, so I just, I think my latest stuff is my best stuff. So I, I would start there and then just, yeah, just go down the playlists and, yeah. and look, look for what you're interested in. Okay. And, uh, and where do you think this is going? I mean, you've obviously got a bunch of followers, subscribers on YouTube. I mean, we're longer term, say if you look out five years or whatever, you know, what do you, what do you see the, you know, the brand, where, where are you going to be? Are you going to be making movies? 
I don't know. The ultimate goal or, you know, the first big goal that I have is to quit my full-time job. Yeah. And so I can do this full-time and we are steadily trending in that direction. So that's mainly where I see this going is quitting my job. And then beyond that, it's, I have no idea. I don't think I'll be doing YouTube videos forever. I think it'll transition into something else, but honestly, what that is, I have no clue. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride just like everybody else is. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I, that is interesting because we've talked about that quite a bit on here. We have people that, you know, want to have that as a goal as well. And it's funny cause I'm just reviewing some past episodes from our trout season a couple of years ago, I'm putting together a big resource and, uh, Gary Borger, right. was on, I've had a number of people, some big uh-huh. people in fly fishing and, you know, he was talking about how, and the people have said this before, you know, don't quit your day job, you know, stick with it. Yeah. If you look at a lot of these people, I mean, still, right. A lot of these people are doing this on the side. I mean, do you feel yeah. like, I mean, why do you think it's doable to quit your day job and because fly fishing is such a tiny niche and you hear these stories about how people struggle so much, you know what I mean? Do you, do you feel like this is a pretty good reality? Uh, it is looking more and more like that every day. Um, you know, just when we look at the financials and I mean, I'll be honest without talking about numbers, but the, 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 the amount of money that I made last year was a a real number and, uh, and it's going to be more this year. And so the, the, the dollars are leading the way, which sucks to say, but it's, it's the reality. I mean, I was never driven by, I've never been money driven in my life until I started doing this, you know? Um, but yeah, just the, the amount of money that we made in 2020 is, uh, was very happy. Uh, it made us very happy, us meaning me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we're just going to keep tr- trying to trend in that direction. Gotcha. And what would be, you know, again, we've got some people listening that are, well, I know a number of people that are YouTubers and don't have, aren't quite at 40,000, you know, or whatever, but they're not quite at your level. They're a little down, but I mean, what would you tell them, you know, a tip to help them maybe, you know, get a little closer to maybe where you are. Work your ass off. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I do is I, that's all I do is work. whether it's my regular job or this and work, you know, and work, this is work right now. Does this feel more like work or does this feel more like, uh, we're just, is this like good or bad? No, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like work, but it is technically work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, no, it doesn't feel like work at all, man. Um, but, uh, work your ass off and that, that's a pretty vague statement, but more specifically have a very regular posting schedule. Once a week is great. Um, if you can't do it that much, that's fine, but be regular, you know, don't post, uh, two times in a week and then go a month without doing it. Be, be very regular. Even if it is a bullshit video that you're not happy with, uh, put it out there. Um, like, um, what Scotty from wildfly productions, I, what is he, he says progress over perfection. You'll never, you'll never get it perfect. Just, just put it out there and go to the next one. Yeah. That, yeah. So work your ass off and post regularly. Have you put it, you know, that's the interesting thing about YouTube um, in that, you know, you put it out there and you can't really edit that thing once it's out. You got to either delete it, right? Pretty much. Yeah. There's some very limited editing you can do, but that's, you no, know, I, once I put it out there, it, it, it's there. How do you, how do you make sure? Because I mean, I've no, I've, I've made tons of blunders where I put something out there and it was, so have I. how do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, are there videos out there right now that are just total videos that are, there's like you wish weren't out there? I took one down, uh, because 
there is a sticker on the back of the boat seat that is very visible that is not a very appropriate sticker to be showing in today's social climate. So there is one that I took down and then there's another one where I'll just, I mean, I, I, I think I can be specific here. Yeah. It was the in- Instagram video and I put up a picture of Pepe the frog, which do you know what that is? Oh yeah. So I did not know that Pepe the frog is a white supremacist symbol. Oh wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah, neither did I. And so I put it up there and somebody emailed me a very polite email and informed me about what that was. So I, and on that one, I didn't have to take the video down. I was able to go in on YouTube and just blur that two second clip of, of that character. So, um, so that happened. Oh, and yeah. then that's, those are probably the two that jump out mostly, but there's, there's every time I watch a video, I'm like, Oop, I messed that up. Yeah. Oop, the audio is weird there. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't bother me too much. And it honestly, it fits with my brand of, yeah. Of none of this is perfect. I'm, you know, like this is all pretty amateur shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, if you want cool. high production quality, go to a different YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where would you go for a high production quality? For well, fishing? like, like we just mentioned, Scotty, uh, f- uh, from, uh, wildfly productions, you know, um, he, what he does is really awesome and it's totally different than what I do. It's like really good cinematography, more storytelling, um, good sound design. It's all the professionalism that I'm lacking. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. But, but I don't see him as a competitor. We're more uh, colleagues, you know, we're, we're doing similar things, but they're not the same. And we talk about working together and and we will eventually. Gotcha. Gotcha. And as far as maybe we'll just leave it on uh, just kind of another tip for more of the the brands out there, as far as growing your channel, your show, you know, how have you done it? Has it just been the quality of of these entertaining videos or do you have any other tips on that? Well, it's certainly not the quality. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's regular posting, and also my uh, my engagement is through the roof. Um, Instagram, especially, I'm I'm a very accessible person. I'm not um, a fly fishing celebrity that will not message you back. Um, and I always hate talking about this cause I, it, I don't want to encourage people to just drop into my DMS cause yeah. it does get, it does get pretty tedious if I'm answering a hundred messages in a day, right. but, but I'm not going to ignore you. Um, you'll get some type of response, whether it's a little double tap, I, I heart your comment or something, yep. but, I, but I think, uh, making those connections with people is, is important. And I don't, I, and I think it's just one factor that has allowed me to grow is engaging with people and, and making them realize that I'm, I'm just a dude, you know, I'm not somebody that the fly fishing industry is shoving down your throat as a so-called expert. I'm putting myself out there. If you like it, cool. If you don't, that's fine too. Maybe you'll agree with some of the stuff I say, maybe you won't, maybe you'll learn from it. Maybe you won't, but take it or leave it. I'm just being me. Perfect. Well, that's probably a good uh, place to leave it. And I, you know, I've got a lot of listeners that definitely have been loving you. And I, you know, gave a shout out to Will earlier. He's, uh, he's the one that introduced me to you a while back. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, we've had this conversation here. Anything else before we just get out of here? You want it? We, I, obviously we left some things on the table, but anything about what you have going, you want to highlight maybe in the next year or whatever? 
yeah, I got a small mouth trip coming up, which a lot of people have been looking forward to or lo- asking for. And then I'm going to Alaska soon and we'll doing some, we'll be doing some, uh, spay rod swinging stuff. So oh, wow. yeah, maybe right up the alley, up, up the alley of your listeners. Um, yep. I have very limited experience with that, so I'm not good, but I think six days of two-handed rods will uh hopefully by the end of it i'll learn something gotcha yeah yeah so this is more for like trout like trout spay or you are big it's 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 trout but uh, there's six weights i'm taking six weights but they're they're you know rainbows up to 30 so yeah yeah but it's not salmon or steelhead it's trout fishing what's your uh what's your rod and reel and line of choice for this i've got well i wouldn't say i have one of choice uh i i work with Orvis a little bit and uh, Orvis is sending me two tw- uh, 12 foot six weight missions yep. with, and I got one with, I got, uh, I'm, I'm getting a Skagit and Scandi line. I don't know the grain weights. Sure. Um, so that is based on the advice of the people that I'm going with. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll be fishing Sounds six perfect. weights up there for, for rainbow trout. Sounds perfect. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard good things about the Orvis, that new spay rod they came out with. So that's, cool. that's cool. All right, Ben. Well, this is, uh, this has been good. I think, uh, you know, it's, I think this has been, you know, challenging because obviously you've got a bunch of uh, videos. It was interesting because we talked about Hank at the beginning, right? I, I think like who else is out there besides you and Hank? Is there anybody else close to, I mean, I know you're different than Hank, but it's kind of just you two guys, right? No, no, no. There's, there's is quite there a, a few. Yeah, yeah, so Scotty Fanangan from Wildfly Productions, he's got like 50,000 subs. Um, Gareth from Trout Hunting NZ, if you just want to watch people go fishing, and he catches enormous fish. Yeah. Um, there's my buddy James Garretson. His YouTube channel is called About Trout. He uh, he's, he's If you want to learn about Euro-nymphing for trout, he's where I go to. Um, but he's got a bunch of great trout fishing and trip planning and fly tying videos. Um, he's a smaller channel, but really good stuff. And he's a, you know, he's a joker like I am. We actually have done several videos together. So check out about trout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, the mad river outfitters, ha- oh, yeah. I think they, they have over a hundred thousand subscribers, but they are the opposite of what I do. If you want the driest, most mundane tutorials, go yeah. to them. Sorry, Brian, if you listen to this, your videos are great, but uh, I can't. I'm, They're boring. I'm asleep 30 seconds in. Um, yeah. A lot of good knowledge there, but a lot of people like that. A lot of people don't like my style of being an asshole. You know, right. a lot of people A lot of people like his style better, and, and that's fine. Um, Dave and Amelia Jensen have a YouTube channel that – pretty much in my opinion is just living in a fantasy land because it's all New Zealand and all these yeah. crazy Canada rivers for all these giant trout. It's good tips and tricks, but it's to me, it's not relatable at all. Yeah. Um, I don't want to blow my wad here because one of my video lists is, is critiquing and reviewing other YouTube fishing oh, channels. Oh, <laughs> perfect. This is awesome. This is, well, just maybe, out of all those people you mentioned, those panels, are any of them similar to what you, you kind no. of, or Hank? I mean, none of them are uh, that same sort of shtick or whatever you guys got going. No, I guess if any were similar to my style, it would be James at About Trout because he likes to put jokes in there. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same. No. Um, no. And he's got a lot of, you know, like how to tie this fly pattern. I guess I have one or two of those. But yeah. no, they're they're not the same. But um, at least yeah. he's got the, the same a- attitude that I have 
where it's like, hey, let's just go have fun and uh, not make this too complicated. Gotcha. Have you always been, you know, like through your whole life, has this been there, you, this this little thing, you got the huge fly fish, but you know, this, this alter ego, has it always been there? Do you do it around your family and stuff? No. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's not necessarily an alter ego. Right. I mean, this, this, this is, is real. Yeah. But I mean, I can, I can turn it on and turn it off. Um, but you know, maybe I do do it around my family now, now that I think about it. Yeah. I guess when I think of it, I think of the huge, I think of huge fly fishermen, right? I'm, I'm a huge fly fisherman. I mean that, that ego, right. That like, I'm just the name. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, but, but yeah, you yourself on the videos. Yeah. You, you kind of are just being yourself. It's just me. Yeah. I, I definitely embellish it or get a little over the top sometimes, but it's just, just me. You know, it's just like when you see the videos of me going fishing, you know, that's, that's what it's like to be on the boat with me. You know, I'm going to be talking shit to you and yeah, and, yeah, throwing beers at you and stuff like that, you know? So it's, it's, it's pretty real and authentic, That's right. but, um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess it always has been there, but it's just in the last couple of years that it has a name, huge fly fisherman. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And on the music side, uh, you obviously have a bunch of reggae. Is there a, you know, a reggae band or music, uh, group that we would know that you would, if you could get them without royalties, you know, throw them in there that you could, you'd listen to right now. Right now. I can't narrow that down. Um, yeah. most of them are old or dead, but there's others other than just Bob Marley or Peter Tosh. There's tons. Uh, how about this? So for your listeners, if you're on Spotify, go to, you can search for huge reggae, uh, H U G E reggae. And that is my reggae playlist that I listen to oh, cool. every day. Um, it nice. is meant to be played on shuffle. Like there's, you know, certain songs yeah. in a row by the same person. So there's no organization to it, but a uh, huge reggae on, on Spotify is my, my reggae playlist. And I update it, you know, every time I find a new song I like, I threw it, I'll throw it on there. I just put a new one on there the other day. So if you want to hear some good jams, check that out. Perfect. Perfect. All right. That's perfect. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, show notes as well. So awesome. All right, Ben. All right. Huge uh, flyfisherman.com. If they have questions or want to connect with you or obviously Instagram, YouTube, you're, are you pretty much huge fly fisherman everywhere? Yeah. Huge fly fisherman everywhere. All right, man. We'll, we'll uh, keep in touch with you. And thanks again for all of the, you know, spending the time here. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, man. Have a good one. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes with all of the links and everything else we got, head over to wetflyswing.com slash 223. That's 223. Uh, please take a moment, if you can, click uh, the subscribe button on whatever app you're in right now, whatever you're using. Um, that might also be follow, subscribe or follow, depending on what's been uh, mixing it up here. But either way, that'll help us find some new listeners out there. Basically, the way it works is if you click that button, that shows the app that uh, you're enjoying this and more people are enjoying it, and then they will share it to more people. Uh, when they share it to more people, that'll find new listeners uh, to the show who, who are new fishermen and women who can go out there and start fishing, have success, do great things, stick with fly fishing, and eventually become conservation-minded and help uh, build a better world. That's um, that's my master plan. That's, that's where I'm coming from. So that's it. That's a wrap. I uh, hope to catch up with you soon. Um, as I get into these, sometimes my mind wanders and I kind of think of uh, what it feels like. And right a minute ago, it felt like we were kind of on that airplane and I'm the pilot and I'm reaching out to you and I'm kind of like, all right, we're heading off. We're getting ready to launch this baby. Strap on the seatbelt, uh, you know, put that. Uh, well, in this, this case, don't put that phone away, but 
uh, tray tables up and then get ready to blast off because we're heading out on a journey. Uh, and there's more podcasts. So if you want to keep listening while you're up there flying around, just uh, hopefully you've downloaded a few episodes and you can just click play. And uh, even when there's no Wi-Fi, you can still listen to this podcast. It's, it's the beautiful thing. So uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to hopefully catching up with you soon. I hope to maybe see you maybe on an airplane, maybe online, or maybe on the water. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.